0: So today, Sunday, we are beginning the 10th chapter, and just be kitzed, we are learning a very deep portion of Hasidus that explains to us the meaning of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. The one underlying theme is that Hashem Echad is not speaking about God as people wrongfully interpret that there's one God and no two gods know that, that there is only one God and not two gods that we know from the first and the second commandment where it says Hashem that I am Hashem and thou shalt not make any idols that already means that we can't have two gods Hashem Echad is speaking about the world not speaking about God that one could mistakenly believe that there is one God but there is a world And Hashem Echad is coming to tell us that there is no existence other than God. There's only one existence and that's God. So Hashem Echad is not excluding another God. Hashem Echad is excluding any other existence other than God. Now what does it mean there is no existence other than God? Then what are we? What is the world? That's the problem. That's the challenge. And going from this chapter until the end of this week, including Shabbos, we conclude, Shadayichu the on Shabbos. Really, the Alte speaks about three levels of understanding this. And we already spoke out some, we'll just put them all together. The lowest level of understanding the meaning that there is no existence other than God is that being that Hashem is continuously creating the world, creation is ongoing. Hashem needs and Hashem speaks the world constantly into being, parenthetically, That poses a big question as far as Shabbos is concerned because most people say that why do we rest on Shabbos because Hashem rests on Shabbos well how can that be how can God Almighty rest on Shabbos if God doesn't speak the world into being on Shabbos then there should be no existence that's a big question and the answer for that question is is that on Shabbos Hashem does not speak the world into being Hashem thinks the world into being Which is why the existence on Shabbos is much holier, because it's closer to God. Because thought and speech in us, my thoughts are more united with me than my speech. So there are many levels of godliness, and during the week, the world is created from a koyach of God, from a level of godliness relative to what's above it is already considered um, more concealed, more farzimtzum. End the parentheses but coming back being that the world has to be spoken into existence every moment so therefore it's correct to say that what is the true existence of this not what I'm touching because if god would stop speaking right now it would it would go out it would go back to be nothing so what is this really god's word so existence is god and his words But what we perceive to be an independent physical book, that is only something that we perceive, but in the emesis is that it has no existence of its own. What is the real existence? God's words. That's the basic lowest level called Yehuda Tata, and that's the Kavana, that when we say Shema, and we're shouting Hashem Echad, we're not thinking... As unlearned people think that there is one God and not two gods. That's not the meaning of those words. Hashem Echad means that there is only one existence, that everything that we perceive to exist is really God's words. That is the existence. We don't see God's Word, but it is God's Word. And if we were to see God's Word, we would no longer see the thing itself. The Altered before he passed away was laying on his bed. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a fun topic, but when someone passes away, they should pass away facing up. Now, you're not always in control of that, but that's the way people, when they're getting ready to pass away, you're laying on your back. And therefore, he was looking up. And the fancy ceilings that we have right now, the dry wall, whatever you call this, did not exist in Russia. There, were, there was a roof and there were rafters, there were beams. What's now modern, you go into a building and you don't, there's no uh, low ceiling. And the Al Nebbe asked his, the, the, his, his, one of his sons that was with him, and his grandson, and his great-grandson, he asked him, what do you see? So they looked up and they said, they see a rafters and a roof. And, the, and they asked him, well, what do you see? He says, I no longer see the roof. I see God's words. Amazing. It's a whole different reality. So that's Yechudah Now, having said that, so one can appreciate that the only existence is God's words, but God has many words, right? We have 22 letters of the Aleph Bays, and when you can put them together in many different ways, almost infinite amount of ways. So there's only one existence, but one thing is different than the other, because this is a Shulchan, and that's a Sefer, they're different, it's different letters, they're different. They're not united with each other. They are just equally, not really existing on their own, but really it's God's words. The higher level of Yichud is to understand that God really is not creating with words. That's only the garment. But what's inside the words are God's sefiris. And the Alter Rebbe spends a lot of time explaining that even though we learn about God's 10 attributes, God's 10 sefiris, and each one sounds very different than the other, chachma is not Bina, and Bina is not Das, and Chesed is not Gevura. They actually appear to be opposites but being that all of this is godliness, and God is one, God is one of the Ten Commandments, <speaking in Hebrew> So really all of the Ten Svidas are one. And this is a theme that is beyond the, even the words of the Alter Rebbe, as he begins today. It's hard, it's hard for a human mind to grasp how you can say that things that are different are really all the same. But the emphasis is that the Ten Svidas are are united with God, And being that God is one, all of the Tansvitas are really one. All of their letters are really all the same. And that brings a unity within creation. So when things in creation appear to be opposites, the reason why the emesis is that even opposites could unite How can you unite opposites? Because being that it doesn't have its own existence, it's really God's word, and really God's word. Have in it God's fetus, and really all of God's ten different fetus are part of the same one God. So all of the fetus are the same. When a person understands that, they are able to unite opposites. Because really, there's no difference between two things that appear to be different. Even though they're being created in different words, it's really being created by the fetus, and the fetus are one with God and one with the other. And then the Alter speaks about the highest level of unity. And the highest level of unity, ironically, he quotes the Rambam, and we spoke about this last week. And the Rambam says that the emesis is that the world is really God. And the Rambam has to use that concept to explain various theological questions as we spoke out last week, which means that from God's perspective, there is no world. It doesn't mean that we don't exist. It means that what we perceive to be existence is not. Everything that was, that is, that will be in God's perspective, God is above time. It already is and it's all part of him. Which is why we can say, which we say that God says that I don't change. I things in the world change, and God knows about these changes, so why doesn't that not affect him? so that I'm on answers, that God is the knowledge and God is the knower and God is the one that knows, it's all the same. Everything is part of God, the world is part of God. From that perspective, mamish, if the world is part of God, it's only God, then we talk it don't exist. Now the Alter Rebbe concludes this whole thesis by saying the following, that if you are able to understand the third and highest level of Ahtus Hashem, then the one below it is superfluous. Even when you understand that all the spheres are the same, then you are already above the level of understanding that the world is created with God's words and letters. One excludes the other. The higher Achtos negates the lower Achtos. But we don't say that there's only one Achtos. We are acknowledging that there are many levels of Achtos, which means that they are all true. They are all true. And according to what level of godliness you're speaking about, accordingly there's a different level of Achtos. So if a person doesn't reach the the highest level of achdus, it's not wrong for them to grasp the lower level. And if the person doesn't even unite and experience the the concept that all of the Svitas are one with God, the lowest level of achdus is something that we can all grasp. And it is emes. There is also a higher emes. In other words, it's not it's one truth. There are many levels of truth. Even though the higher level of truth completely negates the lower level of truth. And coming back to the theme that the al says that there is an advantage of the lower unity above the higher unity. The higher unity is a person at a moment that can experience what God experiences, which is there's only God. By the way, that experience can lead a person to physically pass away. Great sadiqim, they went on that path. They didn't learn about it. They experienced that. If you experience that you don't exist, you know what happens? You don't exist. The Rebbe says a story of a great professor in Russia that was explaining, that was learning how the leg functions. And it's very complex. And that professor, as he's learning, came to a question. There was one piece that didn't fit. And when he got stuck in that question, when he stood up, he couldn't move his leg. So when we understand something deeply, it really affects us. So another of and according to Hasidus, the 250 people that we learned about yesterday, that is the madriga that they reached. They reached a level, they understood so deeply how the world is Mamash God. Not in, in, in the idolatrous way, which is very dangerous. It, it can sound terrible. The world is God, God forbid. No, the world is not. The world is not. That's why the world is God. So they chrapped that so deep that they passed away. When the coin brought the Keturus, he, he was gifted with that, with that insight for a moment. Which is why we shared the tzchus of the katitis. If one kohen got it once, he would never get it again, unless all of the kahanim in his generation got it at least once. The only person that's allowed to get the katoitus more than once is the kohen godal. Which interestingly is the reason why a sandik in a family is only once. One person is a sandik once in that family, unless they are a great sadik, like the kohen gadol. Is a link. Because when a person is a sandik by Yabriz, the act of abris, the act of parents allowing someone or they themselves to circumcise to their child, this, this is the greatest carbon. That is a great expression of emuna in God, and how God is. God is it, the Pashit that Hashem is Emes, and the Torah is Emes, and I'm gonna allow my child to be wounded because that's what God wants. It's such a great mitzvah that the Sandik, if he's worthy, can can chap that. It's like the Ktayrus can understand Yehuda law. And that's really dangerous, because if the Sunday goes out, then who's protecting the child? But that's another But even if a person is not chapping the, the highest level of unity, they, they know the words. Maybe they understand the words, but they're not internalizing the words. What we all have to re- think about, when we say the Shema, this is the takeaway from the whole Sharia. Vemuna, And it's a great takeaway. And we have children, we should educate our children. What are you saying? Shema Yisrael. Shema means to, to understand. You know, there's hearing and there's hearing. Yisrael is me. I'm a yid, so I'm talking to me. It's good to talk to yourself. Listen, yid. Understand, yid. That Hashem Elokeinu means that all of the levels of, of godliness are all the same. Hashem above the spheres, this sphires, There's one God. We can, we have to learn Kabbalah, which is a mitzvah, and we learn about all these fancy say that shalos, but we have to come back to the bank. There's one God. It's all the same God. And not only is there only one God, God is not comprised out of different parts, even though God expresses himself in different ways. But it's one God, Hashem Echad, that there is no existence other than God. Because the world is God's words being spoken now. Think about, live with this concept. We are living in God's words. And just like when you speak, your word is only being spoken while you're speaking it. Once you stop speaking, no sound is heard. The effect goes on forever, for good and bad. But the words are only heard when you are, if there is an existence, if there is a standard. God now is speaking this into being. And when a yid li- thinks about this at least twice a day, it really affects how, how, how we live. It, it has an effect on us. Like we spoke about, Hasgacha Pratis. This is super hasgacha Pratis. It's not only that God is, a, is watching over me. God, God is making everything happen this moment. It means if you believe in the Emes, that Hashem echad, right, that ever inspired us that way, and we know that God is good, so you, we begin with the premise that everything that's happening is good, because God is making it right now. And yes, it's very challenging to tell it to a person that's having a terrible uh, moment in life. And only a great tzaddik has the ability to, 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 to reinstate that, how many people went into Yechidusin and spoke to the Rebbe about real tragedies, about terrible things, and the Rebbe, you have to be a Rebbe, you have to be sensitive, not minimizing their pain at all. They felt how the Rebbe felt their pain, would we'll always go back to the fact that the world is being created now by God, everything is mamish happening by God, and therefore everything is really good. There was a, there was a beautiful gem video that they showed a couple of months ago, or maybe a couple of years ago, of a doctor, who was on a journey to become observant. And this was his question. He was a pediatrician. That means he saw children suffering. And what was stopping him from accepting Yiddishkeit was he had a very hard time accepting that this is God's doing and this is God's doing. It's not only that God does not intervene to make it better. The world is mamish being spoken every moment. It means everything that is happening is God's doing. You have to be a man of faith to to accept that properly. It doesn't negate pain. There's pain. God is creating pain for a good purpose. It definitely eliminates suffering. It eliminates suffering. Because a lot of most of the suffering is not coming from a fact. It's coming from the way we interpret the fact. So when someone steps on your toe, that's going to hurt, no matter how much you scream, Hashem Echad. It hurts. But then there is a lot that people suffer that is beyond the, the My Someone stepped on my toe. Then there's the whole mind... There's the way I think about it, the way I relate to it that adds a lot to the pain. Why did that happen? I did not deserve it. There's anger. All of that is what we call suffering. There's no suffering for a believing person. And all of that comes from properly and listening to the concept that everything is being brought into existence right now from the one and only good God. That will to be continued. Right.